Hey there, do you love pet content and want more of it? If so, please hit the subscribe button. Your support helps keep this content free and lets me know you're enjoying the show. So please hit that subscribe button and maybe even give us a review while you're at it. Thank you. I don't know about you, but if I could, I would bring my dog with me everywhere I went. Brian Reesberg is a lot like me, and he didn't let life stand in the way of his dream. Brian is the founder of Little Chonk Pet Carriers, and he's also dad to the internet-famous Corgi Maxine, better known by her social media handle, Mad Max Fluffy Road. The story begins in 2015 when Brian and his new wife decided to add a dog to their family. Enter Maxine. From day one, Brian knew that he didn't want to ever leave his sweet new baby behind, so he didn't. I was lucky to, at the time to work in an office that allowed dogs. Except at the time, the MTA had a new rule saying that dogs had to be in carriers to ride on the train. So since she was born, I've been carrying her in tote bags, different carriers, different backpacks. And right around 2017, we found a backpack. And it was like this little thing we found in a store and we started using it. And it made a lot of people like really happy on the train. Nobody had seen it before. She was super cute in it. She was really used to riding that way. We took videos and put it online and everything started to go viral. And it started, it was like a snowball effect. Soon enough, Brian and Maxine, his dog in a backpack, were being recognized out and about on a daily basis. And everyone had the same questions. But the honest truth was we had thousands of people asking us, not only where's this product from, how do we get it? How can we have this bond with our pets that you seem to have? And that's really, that's really it. It's not about the bag. It's about what the product allowed me to do. Having tried every pet carrier on the market and never finding something he loved or that he would recommend, Brian took to his own devices. He began the process of creating what would become the Little Chonk Backpack, which the New York Times and others have rated as the best pet backpack out there. But building a business wasn't the best outcome of all of this, and neither was Maxine's fame. It was the connections that Brian was able to form with other pet parents who had dreamed of bringing their pets with them on all sorts of adventures. Last year, there was a woman who sent us a DM obviously thanking us for the product, but she told us that her corgi was 15 and she told us her dog was dying and they loved going on these hikes. And she got the backpack, they got a photographer and the family came out and they went on a hike together and I saw the pictures and they looked like they had an absolute blast and she was carrying her dog in a little chonk bag. And and then a few days later, the dog passed away. And, you know, it's nice to be able to help people have more memories with their pets. And at the end of the day, that's all we're doing. We're trying to just give you more quality time with your pet. That's it. To be able to bond even more closely with your pet is something that every pet parent wants. And traveling together is a great way to form that deeper relationship. But traveling with a pet isn't always easy. And I know pet parents have questions. After the break, veterinarian and pet travel expert, Dr. Paige Hashimoto delivers some answers. Stay with us. I don't know about you, but I love to take my new puppy Teddy everywhere I can. And when I do, I want to make sure to have some good treats on hand for when I need them. Our favorite is Blue Nudges on-the-go treats. They are made with real USA chicken as the first ingredient and no artificial flavors or preservatives. And my favorite part, they are packed in a convenient reusable flip-top container that fits right in your cup holder. So these meaty treats are an easy and healthy way to reward your dog on the go. Purchase Nudges on the Go wherever you buy pet treats. So just give us like 
a baseline of how should a pet parent think about traveling with their pet? What are some of the things that a pet parent should consider if they're thinking about traveling with their pet? Well, there's different type of traveling. So you can travel with them in a car, you can travel with them on a plane. And if they have high anxiety, it may not be the best thing to do is travel with them because they're going to be anxious the whole time. So at least in the car, you're able to stop, uh, pet them, talk to them, um, give them some medications with for the anxiety. But when they're traveling, that's not something that's possible. So if they have high anxiety, I would probably think twice about traveling on an airplane. Um, in, a, in a car, it's a different situation. And, and you can do some traveling at home with them in the car to see how they react. You know, put them in their carrier, drive around for an hour around um, town and see if they just sleep the whole time, then you're going to be great. Mm-hmm. If they're just pacing back and forth the whole entire hour, then, you know, a, an eight-hour trip might be, not be the best thing for them. So you just, I think, planning ahead Instead of a spur of the moment, let's go on a trip with them, um, take them on the plane, take them in the car. I think planning ahead is the best um, advice that I can give. Yes, definitely. And you talk about anxiety, like a pet might have anxiety. What are other health concerns that a pet parent might want to think about to make sure that their pet is healthy enough to travel? Well, if they have any type of heart condition, I'd be concerned about taking them on um, a trip that might stress them out. Um, if they have to, um, leave themselves hourly, not going to get far traveling in a car. If you have to stop every hour for them to relieve themselves or they're (laughs) drinking a lot of water. So obviously if it goes in and has to come out, so things like that, um, you know, health reason why, uh, concerns that, uh, I would think about traveling with their pet. So when you're traveling, whether you're in the car, whether you're in a plane, You don't have an anxious pet necessarily, but traveling could add stress to a pet, right? Um, Whether it's a cat, whether it's a dog, there's some kind of new added stress element that's happening. So how do you monitor for that? How do you make sure the stress level isn't too much for them? Well, it's kind of hard. I mean, if you're in the cabin and they're with you, at least you can peek in on them and see. But if they're in cargo, there's no way you, you know about their stress level. Um, but if they're stressful, just with regular, normal, everyday situations, you probably will guarantee that the stress level will be up to here in a situation in a plane. It's a different environment, (laughs) different sense, different sounds. And so, um, again, you know, making sure that taking a ride and just making sure that normal being in a small confined area, that they're okay with that because they have to be in a carrier. Even if you're in the plane, you can't take them out, and put them on your lap. That's not allowed. They have to stay in the carrier underneath the seat mm-hmm. the entire time. So if they're like barking the entire time they're in a carrier, probably not a good idea. And I don't think the fellow passengers would like that as well. All right. So when you're traveling with your pet on a plane, let's just like take the plane kind of scenario and, and dig into that one. Cabin versus cargo, what what do you tell pet parents who are going to fly with their pet? How do you prepare the pet parent to put their pet in cargo, uh, travel in cabin with them? What are some of the things that you would recommend for a pet parent who's going to travel with their pet on a plane? Okay. So for cabin, they have to fit in a carrier that's going to fit underneath the seat in front of them. It can be a hard carrier, it can be a soft carrier, but they have to be able to fit in there and not be, you know, smushed down. 
And I would recommend also getting a seat that's either in the uh, middle or the window because those little areas are a little bit bigger than the aisle seats. The aisle seats are more narrow underneath to put the, the carrier. So um, if they're probably, I would say, over 15, maybe 18 pounds, then putting them in a carrier underneath the seat in front of you is not going to work and they have to go in cargo, unfortunately. I know a lot of pet parents are nervous about putting their pets in cargo. So how how do you think about putting a pet in cargo? Is it safe? Like, let's kind of dispel some myths about cargo. Like, will they be able to breathe? Will it be uncomfortable for them? Like, how sure. how safe is it for a pet in cargo? So, I mean, I personally don't know how safe it is. However, they have to be in a temperature. <laughs> You've never traveled in cargo. <laughs> I haven't, yeah. My, my suitcase, you know, that hasn't told me any stories, but they have to be in a temperature that um, they will be okay with. So um, as far as I know, the temperature needs to be anywhere between 45 and 85 degrees for the pet to be safe in there and that they're okay to travel there. Um Obviously, you know, you can't have a little camera on them to see them or anything like that. But um, I have had a lot of patients uh, that have traveled and, and done okay. So unfortunately, like I said, because of the size of the dog, they have to go in cargo. Um, they are checked on when they're there. I would uh, suggest if you're going to take um, a long flight, maybe doing two flights so that they can get out and be relieved. Amazing. And you talk about long flights, uh, even if you have like a dog in the cabin with you on a long flight, like, uh, you know, a dog can hold its bladder for a decent amount of time. Like a dog will sleep through the night and not need to go to the bathroom. Correct. But what is, what's the kind of protocol for if you have your dog, a small dog in the cabin with you, you're on a long flight. How do you, how do you take care of the dog in that, in that way? Well, like I had said before, unfortunately, you can't take them out of the carrier once you're in the flight. So um, one of the things you want to do is you want to withhold food and water uh, before the flight so they don't have to purposely go um, mm -hmm. because their bladder is full, their, their stomach is full. And you want to walk them beforehand so that they relieve themselves. Um, a lot of airports have um, dog relieving stations. So if you do have that layover, take advantage of it, relieve them and have them do their business, you know. So um, I, I would say if it's if it's a flight of country, like from California to New York, I would recommend getting a layover somewhere so that you're able to relieve them and see how they're doing and then um, get back on that two and a half, three hour flight for the rest of the flight. Obviously, on cargo, you can't do that. But if you have a layover, then a lot of times the um, airlines will go ahead and relieve the dogs um, while they're there for that layover. Super helpful. Amazing. And now I want to talk too about international travel. Yes. So when you're traveling internationally with your pet, there's different rules. Sometimes there's quarantine periods. What do you know about that? What can you tell pet parents about international travel with your pet? Well, again, it's a lot of research because each country is different and sometimes it changes every year. So you want to go on the APHIS uh, website. Uh, so it's A-P-H-I-S, and it stands for Animal and Health Plant Inspection Services. And they have a little tab on the right side that says Pet Travel. So it has international and it has interstate as well. So you want to click on whatever country that you go um, to and find out all the recommendations, print it out, 
And then I would take it to your veterinarian to have them help you with the paperwork. So sometimes you have to have um, a couple of rabies shots before. You have to have a microchip placed. Um, there's a, just different regulations for different countries. And um, we had this one uh, client that wanted to go to Vietnam and they weren't accepting animals at that time. So you just got to make sure you just do your research and do it ahead of time. We have some clients that come in like a week or so before or two before they're supposed to leave. And it's like, well, we were supposed to do things months ago, you know? So you really have to do your research on what all the reg restrictions are and all the paperwork, because as veterinarians, we cannot memorize all these information. So you need to do your research, um, go on the APHIS <laughs> site, print out the paperwork and bring it to us so we can help you as best as we can. Because um, you need an international health certificate and some countries actually require you to have a special um, signature from a, um, a federal veterinarian, and that's not us. So you would get an original one for us that we inspected and we examined the animal, but then you need to get it um, a, an additional signature on there as well. So that all takes preparation and time. And so um, that's, the, that, that's the thing that I want everybody to remember is just prepare and do your research before time, before ahead of time, and, and you should be good. My dog Teddy is going through something right now. What is it, you ask? It's the true blue effect, which is all the benefits your dog could experience from the key ingredients in blue life protection formula. I'm talking healthy coat, strong bones, muscle development, immune system health, great digestion, strong joints, and lots and lots of energy. Try the blue life protection formula now and see if your dog benefits from the true blue effect. And when you're traveling with your pet, whether in a plane, in a car, in a boat, whatever, on a train, um, <laughs> how should pet parents pack? What should they bring? What What does the dog need or the cat need? What are some of the must-haves that you're packing that you can travel with? So things that you may not remember are, are records. You know, bring records from your veterinarian um, stating that they're up to date on vaccinations, if they have any health concerns. Medications, you want to bring extra medications in case something happened and you can't get back in the amount of time that you allotted. So uh, you want to bring extra medications with you. Um, make sure your animal's microchip in case they slip away from you. If they happen to be found, they're going to get to you quicker if they have a microchip and, and able to be identified. Um, Wee-wee pads, um, their favorite toy, their favorite bedding that has their scent in it or your scent in it. Uh, food, extra food, water bowls, um, food bowls, water if you need it. And then, you know, make sure that the hotels that you're staying are pet friendly. If you're going to get there and you're going to be driving around all night trying to find a pet friendly hotel, that's not going to be good. I mean, those are the, the main things. And I, also what I like is to put a harness on them so that if they happen to get away, it's easier to grab a harness really quick than to grab a collar and the collar might slip off but a harness is around their whole body mm -hmm. that it's easier to grab them. Um, so I think those, I think if you do all those, you'll be good. That makes sense. Yeah. Harnesses definitely helpful. Um, are there any big major like don'ts, like don't do this if you're traveling with your pet? So if you're traveling, uh, I like to, instead of having actually a water dish with them, I like the water to be frozen. And so it has time to slowly, uh, thaw out and they can always lick the ice or um, the frozen water to get 
to get the water into them instead of having the water spill all over themselves. Um, and I also don't, you know, we had, we talked about it. Don't feed them right before or give them water right before, uh, because then you're going to have to stop to relieve themselves and, and you might not be in the situation to stop. Um, one of the other things I wanted to add is there are some pheromones that you can spray in, on the bedding and in your carrier to help calm them down. So with any travel, that would be great to do, to have it in the carrier, on their bedding, on their favorite toy, um, even in their in cargo. It just helps naturally calm them down. So that would be a good thing to add to your baggage of things to take. That makes sense. Yeah, I like the the ice idea that they could just lick it. And then get the get the hydration they need, but not spill water all over the place, all over your yes. car, all over the cabin. Definitely helpful. Tell me about, do you have pets in your life? We have two cats right now. Uh, one was a rescue from about a, a year ago from the local um, cat society. And then one is he's uh, 11 years old. So just recently, they started getting uh, a little bit more closer together because they're, uh, you know, playing uh, cats and dogs sometimes, but just recently it's been nice to see them get closer together. Nice. I love it. Um, okay. So I think that is all the questions that I had for you, uh, about pets, about travel. Um, so I want to leave some space here at the end, uh, for you to say if there's any resources you wanted to point pet parents to any, uh, anything you wanted to say about how to get in touch with you. Um, you have the platform here. Okay, I think I mentioned getting health certificates for international travel, but yep. I failed to mention other health certificates. So if I can talk about that. So typically you are supposed to get a health certificate when you travel between states. They're called inter-state um, travel certificates. Um, and again, it's just to make sure that your animal is safe to go into another state and they're not bringing any uh, diseases with them. So you should get that within uh, 10 days of traveling. And usually the certificate lasts for 30 days. The other thing you wanted, you said uh, resources, right? So I did mention the APHIS site. It stands for the Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service, A-P-H-I-S. Mm -hmm. And there is a pet travel link on there that you can click on for international and interstate travel. The other thing that I would recommend doing before you travel to an area is look up on the internet if there's anything going on there, an outbreak of some type of disease, um, so that you can make sure that your animal is up to date if there is a vaccination specifically for that, or if they're on preventatives like heartworm preventative, flea and tick preventatives before they go to an area so that they hopefully will not pick up any type of diseases that are out there. Perfect. Amazing. Super helpful. And then there's one last order of business before we wrap up. This is the most important question of the interview, sometimes the hardest question of the interview, my guests have said. So if you could be any animal, what animal would you be? Okay. Um, sometimes I tell myself, you know, when I see some of my clients and how they treat their pet, I'm like, I want to come back as their pet, you know, because they're so spoiled and they'll go to the moon and back for them. But since I am a squirrel rehabilitator, which you may not know, I think I'd come back as a squirrel because they are so cute. <laughs> they're so fun. And um, they're animated. That is the first time I've gotten that answer. <laughs> you got that? They're animated. I can tease dogs on the wall and go na 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 na. And um, 
just go on my way and just have a happy life. So I'll come back as a squirrel. That is amazing. I love it. Perfect. Uh, Dr. Page, thank you so much for hopping on Life with Pets with us. It's been fun having you. Thank you, Hillary. You've been listening to Life with Pets, the show that combines real pet stories with proven guidance from pet professionals. I'm your host, Hillary Georgie, and I hope this show has been a great resource for you as a pet parent. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to download the Buddies app. This episode was produced by the team at mission.org.